Hey there, thoughtful listener. This is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. I'm so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free. No credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. We're also actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast, the one you're listening to. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now let's get on with the show. I am so excited for today's episode. John Livesey, you've been a dear friend of mine for many, many years. Uh, You are known as the Pitch Whisperer. You're a sales keynote speaker. And your new book, I loved your your last book, uh, Better Selling Through Storytelling. But your new book is The Sale is in the Tail. John Livesey, welcome to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Josh, great to always be with you. Your energy is contagious in a great way. I thank you. Thank you. All right, John, please. I, I kind of just gave a, a very high level overview of, of what you're known for. But mm-hmm. would you mind just kind of giving us a, a little a little bit more of an explanation of the impact that you have in the world? Sure. Well, you know, there's so many salespeople, especially those in tech or healthcare, that feel like they're drowning in a sea of sameness. They go to pitch to get new clients and they push out a bunch of facts and figures and come in second place. And unfortunately, in the business world, there's no medals for second place, unlike the Olympics. Well, as you mentioned, I'm the Pitch Whisperer, and this is my fourth book on the power of storytelling. And when people learn how to tell better stories, they nine times out of 10 are the ones that get the sale. And so what I realize now is, I created this book as a fable, so it's a story about storytelling and a little bit of a love letter to Austin where it's set and where I live now. Yeah. You know, one thing I noticed, John, is that you were weaving stories into your answer, and I suspect you're going to keep on doing that. <laughs> you, and it's a funny thing. You eat your own dog food. Well, you know, you have to walk the talk. If you feel that stories are what people remember, then yeah. why not tell a good one? Yeah. So let, let, let's let's let's. Uh, let's talk about why stories are critical to connecting with audiences, connecting with customers, connecting with investors, uh, you know, coworkers, you know, your, your boss, your supervisor, like why do stories win? Well, just the number one reason why stories win is it makes you magnetic where you pull people in as opposed to pushing out information. And secondly, it makes you memorable for what I call the meeting after the meeting, which is basically they hear people present or pitch, maybe two or three. If you're a speaker like me, they usually interview, you know, there's a final two or three, and this happens in almost every industry. And then they have the second meeting where they sit around and they go, well, we heard all the pitches. What do you think? And people (laughs) normally say, well, they all sound the same. I guess we should go with the cheapest. But if someone's heard you tell a story about your impact in the world, they're going to go, oh, Josh told this amazing story of a client he helped. It sounds just like us. That's who I think we should go with. So the stories make you memorable and then somebody can repeat it and become your brand ambassador. Yeah. And and so you're, would you mind kind of, because I, I, I want, I really enjoyed better selling through storytelling before we start talking about the new book can you just kind of recap uh the better selling through storytelling because i I really think that you know anyone that um and everyone is in sales 
Mm, so, yeah, we're all uh, <laughs> yeah, would you talk about that first? Because I just said that, and I'm assuming that everyone's jiving with that. Right. Why is everybody in sales? Because you have to sell yourself to get hired, to get your ideas implemented, to get promoted. And even if you don't have a sales title, you're still in the business of getting people to join your team, um, positioning what your brand is. So it's all about selling yourself or your company, even if that's not your job. And when you realize that and you don't want to be pushy, the easiest solution to not feeling pushy is to tell a story that pulls people in. So it behooves everybody to up their storytelling skill game, become a black belt in it. Because when you become really good at storytelling, Josh, people see themselves in the story mm. and then they want to go on the journey with you. It's not a pushy close at all. It's just simply that question. Does that sound like the kind of journey you'd like to go on with me? And bam, if you've told a good story that's clear, concise, and compelling, odds are they're going to say yes. Mm. Yeah. And um, so if you wouldn't mind, if, if you could just, uh, you're again, better selling through storytelling. What is that book uh, about and who is that for? It's the same audience. It's for anyone who wants to sell better, including people in the industry or people just realizing they need to sell. Um, the difference between better selling through storytelling and the sale is in the tail is the sale is in the tail is showing you and telling you a story about somebody who's stuck in a slump and needs to get out through the storytelling skills so that after you're in the story, you realize, oh, I learned something. We're better selling through storytelling is a more traditional book on here's the steps. Here's what makes a good story um, without telling you a story in the process. So I thought taking the best of the other book and putting it into a story format would make it more accessible and hopefully memorable. Yeah. And um, so uh, in that book, uh, again, I, I highly personally recommend that book, but I'm excited, John, because you just published as of when we're recording this, The Sale is in the Tale, a business fable. You, you wrote a, a fiction book? I did. The whole premise here is that I had to create characters and I had to write out a list of characters. There's a lot of dialogue in this. Wow. And I had, and then when I was uh, narrating it for the Audible, I had to change my voice slightly so the listener would know who's speaking. So I feel that this book is not only pulling you into the concept of a good story, but people start writing me back saying, oh, I was really hoping they would get together or this would happen or that would happen, which just tells me that people cared about the characters, like you do in a TV show or a movie. And then at the end are the templates to follow to become a better storyteller. But the real takeaway in this book is for all of us that feel frustrated, disappointed, or rejected. Now, I know you've never had any of those feelings, Josh. No, you're... no, no. Are you kidding? <laughs> the king of resilience. made it to the top. We don't ever have it. <laughs> yes. But all of us have those moments, and I have had them myself. So, Here's the secret. It's called the 555 method. You ask yourself, you zoom out like you're the movie director of your own life and you say, will this matter in five minutes? How about five hours from now? How about five days from now? Mm. You'd be shocked at how many things will not matter five days from now that we're so upset about. So when you get the no or frustrated, somebody cuts you off in traffic, it's up to you to decide how long you're going to stay in this anger, frustration, depressed mode. And if you five, five, five it, you get out much faster. So I have people writing to me all the time now saying, oh, I just five, five something. Thank you. I would normally I'd be thinking about this for two weeks. Now, the good news about this is it's easy to remember and it's easy to start using immediately. 
And if you still are having a real struggle, like when my dad died, you know, mm. I was so sad. I wish I had this tool. And I thought if I were to five, five, five that, yes, five days from now, I'm still going to feel bad. How about five weeks, five months, five years? You can do it again, Josh. And I, if I could go back in time to my younger self, I would say, listen, five years from now, you're still going to miss your dad, but you're not going to be this sad, I promise. So start with the five minutes, five hours, five days. And then if you need to do it another five, 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 you can. But I love giving people this tool. And it's a big part of the narrative in the fable that helps the lead character. So again, will this matter in five minutes? Will this matter in five hours, five days? Exactly. Then you stop there. Because the majority of things, they're like, no, that'll be in my rear view mirror. Yeah. And so when you decide you're going to not let it bother you anymore, here's the secret. You must stop talking about it to other people. Yeah. Because days, weeks, you can't believe what somebody said to me, or I can't believe I lost a sale. You're not five, five, fiving it. You need to let it go and stop yeah. talking about it because you're giving it energy. So the faster we get back up after we've been knocked down, and this is a new way to do it, that's really helping people and easy to do. Um, the more resilient you are, the more in the moment you are for the next potential great thing to happen. Yeah. And, you know, and, and for those of us who've been in business for quite some time, um, you know, this notion that, well, my life will be easier when I get this right. Or, right. you know, I, I, you know, it's easy to focus on our immediate stresses and challenges and, and, and we want to solve those things. I get that. Um, but when you fast forward a year or two from now and okay, you've long achieved that thing. You no longer have that problem. Um, mm -hmm. But there's always going to be things. That's the human mortal condition, yes. right? Um, and, and quite frankly, John, I think in sales and so forth, I'm not sure we really would want to be 100% problem-free. And that sounds like an audacious thing to say, but I think that there's value in being challenged. I think there's value in, um, you know, pushing past discomfort and, and continuing to grow because I think the moment that everything is just handed to us, mm. I feel like it, it, it limits our ability to, to grow. What, what is, what's your take on that? My take on that is it's like a baby chick. If you help the baby chick get out of the egg, it will die because it hasn't developed the muscles it, it uses to peck itself out. And so sometimes parents do that. Sometimes sales managers do that. You have to go through the discomfort and stretching yourself out of your comfort zone. I actually have a rubber band here to remind me to stretch myself out of the comfort zone. <laughs> Because if we stay stuck in our comfort zone, it doesn't stay the same size. It gets smaller and smaller. So if I'm inviting people to start using stories, I know it's a new tool. And if you feel a little awkward doing it at first, you go, I'm not going to do that. But if you go, I'm going to stick with this because it's solving two big problems. I'm forgettable and I'm coming in second place because people aren't buying what I'm selling, which is facts instead of a story. Then you'll get better and better at stretching and telling stories that tug at heartstrings so people open purse strings. <laughs> John, you know, you're always so good with alliteration, too, which I always love about you. Um, so my background perspective is, is really kind of focusing and understanding consumer behavior and, and looking how consumers have, have been, you know, if we think about how we've been experimented upon by marketers and advertisers and people selling at us, 
it's been quite a ramp up of noise out there. Um, And I believe that by and large, it's created a population and it's not anyone's fault. It's just, you know, the fact that we now live in a social media world. And, and of course that brings with it, you know, the American Marketing Association, you know, says, you know, that and everything else over 700 different brand and advertising messages put in front of us every single day. So what happens to a population when you do that? I believe it just creates a very hyper-resistant population. We have our guard up all the time. And so for sales professionals and for, let's say it's an agency owner or a consultant or someone else that is still responsible, well, we're all responsible for sales in some way, right? But but how can we adapt uh, to... I'd love your perspective on like what is working today that you absolutely must do uh, to connect in a way that all the noise is not breaking through to with customers. My thought is the most important thing you need to stop doing is telling case studies (gasps) and start telling case stories. Whoa. That will give you a huge competitive edge. Only nerds like me. I thought it's so funny. It's like my reaction is like, Whoa, that was actually profound. And and someone who's, you know, I'm a total nerd on this stuff, but that's profound. Explain that. Sure. Studies, even the word sounds like homework. It's usually very dry and dull and factual. Um, you turn it in a situation, a testimonial, even if you're the master of testimonials. So if you go through your website and you look at your testimonials, are they telling a story or is it just part of a story? If you tell the complete story, then people are going to feel intrigued because remember, the goal is to get them to see themselves in the story. So a story has four parts. The exposition, and this is your expertise. You think of yourself like a journalist, like you are. Who, what, where, when. You need to paint the picture. Second part, describe the problem. And here's the secret. The better you describe the problem and show empathy, the more people think you have their solution. And then you tell what your solution is. And then the most important part of any story is the resolution. What is life like after someone's hired you or worked with you or bought your product? Imagine if the Wizard of Oz stopped when Dorothy got in the balloon, the end. But no, she gets home, she's at home, she's oh my God, there's no place like home and you were there and you were there. This amazing appreciation for home and people. And that resolution is why that movie is a classic. So when people work with me, I make sure their stories have all four parts because Without all four parts, it's just an okay story, but it doesn't really work as well as it could. So I have a quick example if you want to hear one. Please. I was working with a healthcare tech company and they were selling a 4K monitor. And no surprise, they were talking about pixels and details of that. Of course, of course. (laughs) Now here's the story. Focusing on the features. Yep. Six months ago, Dr. Peterson at a rural hospital in Minnesota, not known for state-of-the-art technology, decided to test our 4K monitor. And Blake, the sales rep, was in the surgery in case the doctor had any questions. The challenge was the patient was extremely overweight and it caused some, you know, high risk. And because of that, the doctor hit a bleeder. And to the naked eye, it was a sea of red. There was an audible gasp in the room. As everyone looked at that sea of red, thinking, how in the world is this doctor going to find the source of this bleeder? The doctor calmly looked up at the monitor and could see that the monitor was giving subtle color changes in red between oxygenated blood and non-oxygenated blood, which allowed him to find the source of the bleeder, save the patient's life. And then the doctor turned to the rep and said, you know, we don't always need a monitor like this, but boy, when we need it, we need it. 
that take little, that little take story, my money. <laughs> that, that little story, the doctor, you know, the rep tells to another doctor who sees himself in that situation going, I don't want to be caught with out that monitor. What if something like that happens to me? So that's the power of a case yeah. story. Take my money. That <laughs> I love that. That's just that. Like I connect with that. I there's, you know, I feel like the tension building up and I'm thinking about, you know, this, this potentially life and death situation. If yes. the doctor, I love it. I love it. Right. All right. So in the sale is in the tail. Pick it up right now. John, you also did the audiobook. Thank you so much for audio learners like me. Yeah. Uh, I am a rabid consumer of, of audio uh, books. Uh, and uh, again, I, I've already been gushing about uh, better selling through storytelling. You know, I love, um, John, you, you just... You're a brilliant speaker, I, you know, on your website, johnlivesay.com, uh, you can see photos of John doing his thing uh, on stage. You can see the lines of people lining up to get an autographed book. Uh, John, you just have that magnetic connection with audience. You're, you're just very, very gifted and you've worked on your gifts and, and you you lead with your heart. And uh, I'm just so grateful to, to have you back on the thoughtful entrepreneur, um, when somebody goes to your website, um, what would you recommend that they do? Well, if you're interested in hiring me as a speaker, I'd go to the speaking tab and watch me speak a little sizzle reel there and mm. look at some of the outtakes. Um, if you're interested in just learning how to be a better storyteller on my website, I give people the opportunity and we can share it today as well to get the first chapter for free. So if you text the word pitch P I T C H to six, six, eight, six, six, you can get the first chapter, and if it doesn't pull you in, you don't have to buy the book, but I guess it will. <laughs> You've worked with big companies like Olympus, Coca-Cola, Berkshire Hathaway, Honeywell, Bausch & Lomb. You've worked with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Uh, you're you're, you're well-loved in the speaking world. John Livesey, thank you so much. Congratulations on publishing your new book, The Sale is in the Tale. And again, John, your website is johnlivesey.com. Thank you, John. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, we have an audience of over 120,000 that we would love to promote your story to. Please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. I'm also so excited to announce our new Thoughtful Entrepreneur High Ticket Sales Coaching Program, which you can try absolutely free, no credit card needed. Head to upmyinfluence.com slash free. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform, and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. What do you win? Well, we will promote you and retweet you and re-share re you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Can you also hook us up in your podcast player right now? 
please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review, and we promise to read it all and take action. Thank you if you've done this already. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, please hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 to 20 minutes a day. My name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.